Welcome to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast. I'm Dr. Shirley North, and with over a decade of clinical expertise in the areas of pelvic floor conditions, lymphatic conditions, and chronic neurological diseases, I have a wealth of medical knowledge that I want to share with you all. In this podcast, I will answer the most common questions I receive from clients, family members, and fellow clinicians. Our purpose is not only to answer questions, but to educate you so you can make the best decision for your optimal health. This podcast is a perfect to listen on your way home from work, while you're on your daily walk, or just taking 15 to 20 minutes for yourself. Again, welcome to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast and get ready for us to guide you to optimal health. Hey guys, and welcome back to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast. I'm Dr. Shirley North, and welcome to 2024. This is so crazy. I can't believe almost four years ago was when the world just shut down from the pandemic. Can you believe it's been four years? What we have learned and what we have grown and better self-knowledge and but also misinformation and misguidance right so this is what we're here today is to help set the new year off right and with that being said i'm really utilizing the last podcast and this one and the following one to really be able to self-reflect and to see you know areas to improve areas we did well managing expectations, setting goals, and what does that look as far as an action plan. So for today, we are going to be talking about the middle thing, that managing expectations. Now, what do I mean by that? So managing the expectation with your healthcare providers are so crucial from both sides. Being a client, a patient, a consumer of your healthcare system, as well as being the clinician and the provider giving that knowledge and intervention. So I'm going to be kind of going back and forth a little bit throughout the podcast here of what I see most often and what my biggest takeaways are for what managing expectations look like. Um, managing expectations is something that has been mentioned you know, especially in my life, professionally and personally, a lot within the last couple of years. And I don't know if that was really COVID related or just the fact we were all felt like we were in crisis mode and just survival, you know, and it was just crazy. I'm like, all right, I am definitely a type A person. I get that about myself. I am an elder millennial and grew up with all this instant gratifying things starting to come into play into my adulthood. And so whenever I ask, you know, my parents generation, maybe advice, they're like, oh, well, just wait it out. Just be patient. Just be patient. I'm like, I can't. How am I supposed to be patient? You can look up where to go, reviews, directions, everything from the screen of my phone at a moment's notice, what do you mean be patient and wait, right? So even though technology and medical healthcare, like as a whole has advanced, our bodies haven't. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. Let's maybe send that first expectation that, guess what guys, evolution <laughs> says 
you know, we are advancing medical procedures, medications, interventions for people that are living a lot longer than what we're built to live for. Okay, and that's not our fault. That's that's just the way it is. Our bodies were not meant to live for as long as they're living for because of the advancement of science. All right. So when people go into their, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, God bless, ninth decade of life. I mean, think about it. 50, 60 years ago, were people living this long? No. If they did, they're a miracle, right? So I think we have to also give ourselves a little bit of slack. Technology has advanced our knowledge and our world so fast that biologically, evolution, Darwin hasn't set in. We have not advanced. Our bodies have not that fast. So when it comes to pelvic health and lymphatic health, as well as other pieces of the healthcare pie, um, we had to keep in mind we had to be patient with our bodies. We need to allow the time for tissue healing. We need to allow time for neuromuscular um, support and generation and that muscle memory. You know, we need time for that habit or that exercise or that stretch to actually set into place. And a lot of that is off of consistency. And so you hear that a lot, and I think that's very important even within this realm, that consistency is key. I love how I think now, if you look on social media, there's so much of the quick fix like weight loss programs and, you know, fad diets and all that kind of stuff. But when you really look at the people that manage their expectations of, you know what, it's going to take me months to lose this weight. It's going to take me, you know, more than just a four week, you know, hardcore challenge to really keep that change up, right? How many times do we set into a habit and it doesn't work out because we weren't consistent with it? So that's one of the first things I want to say of managing expectations as a client is that you have to be consistent. I put that accountability on my clients from day one. From day one, it is your responsibility when you leave these four walls that you are doing this consistent program. Now, it is up to me as the provider. My expectations is, okay, well, give me a program that I can actually do, right? So the client is holding me accountable and setting my expectation of, hey, you know, I'm a busy working parent. I have a small family. I got between the hours of three and eight o'clock. I'm just running around, you know, carting kids back and forth. Um, or, you know, I have many doctor's appointments because of my other, you know, healthcare issues. Or, you know, I, I'm just a really busy person. Or I travel a lot. I'm also asking lifestyle questions from my clients. So that way I can manage my expectation of like, okay, what is a reasonable program that I can implement into their everyday life that will make their everyday life better and reduce whatever symptom they may have and set a good expectation of how long it's going to get to, it's going to take to get to their goal. So for example, tissue healing can take up to 12 weeks, possibly longer depending on what's going on with the person. Um, neuromotor, neuromuscular, you know, changes can take 
up to 12 weeks. So I think that is a huge reality check for clients when I say that, like, oh, my God, it's going to take me three months to see any change. No, it might take just the first couple weeks, but there may be not as much of a long-term permanent change until about that 12-week mark if you are consistent. Now, that does not necessarily mean they need to be seeing me, you know, every like week, um, and they may need to see me twice a week, you know, and ju- that's where the clinical knowledge really um, will set the tone with that managing with managing expectations of the frequency and duration. But I think it's very important for the clinician to be very transparent and very clear of what is the expectation of where the person is now, what is their goal, and how can we set realistic, accountable, and objective short-term goals to get them there. And so as a client, I really encourage you guys to be open-minded to the fact that you may hear timeframes that may feel uncomfortable and may be longer than what you think. I think with the world of the fast-paced world today, we want everything done yesterday, right? We want our back to stop hurting tomorrow. Well, I may give you some relief, but it may necessarily be a permanent change until we've really been able to repattern that neuromuscular pattern or that postural awareness or some weaknesses or some tightness, um, that has been incorporated into your everyday life that we need to like rule out or that we need to work on. So we really want to be comfortable hearing possibly longer time frames than you think. Um, and I think that's just in the world that we live in today. So I encourage you guys as clients to just be mindful of that you might hear a longer time frame, but you also can make sure that the clinician is also telling you an appropriate frequency as well that works with, you know, your schedule and your life and all of that. And then that's the whole point of working together and collaborative for a common goal, right? So as the clinician, it is our responsibility to set that tone from day one to make sure that the accountability is placed on the client to be consistent. But it's also up to us to not set that expectation super high either so that way the client feels like disappointed or like they're going to like confession um, and they come in like, you know what, I wasn't able to do any of my exercises last week because X, Y, and Z happened and I just wasn't able to get to it. My first thing was, you know what, that's okay for what happened last week, but let's make sure we're on the like this is a new week right I'm not gonna beat you up but let's just make sure that we can't set that expectation that that pain or that symptom is gonna gonna going to go away tomorrow if we didn't put the work in so all good I appreciate you letting me know because then that's gonna maybe adjust my plan for that session about oh you know what they may need an, an additional week they might need additional time to allow their body to heal or allow their body to learn this new, you know, mobility or this new manual technique or this compliance with using a compression garment um, because they just didn't have the chance to. Like, shit happens. 
life happens. That is not an, an issue here. And I'm just wanting to create a supportive environment for my clients. And so if a professional ever does that to you and gaslights you, make sure you can recognize it and get the fuck out of there. Okay, find a different provider because I think that's a huge epidemic that's coming up now especially those within like the lip edema community and that's mainly those identify as female um it's a huge issue and you want to make sure you are holding the clinician and the clinician accountable and setting the expectations of like hey look clinician look provider i'm gonna be honest with you i'm a busy life this is all that i can commit to at this time I would would much rather have a client tell me that than for me to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm coming to their house. They have all the time in the world. It's like, no, they have a life. They have other things outside of physical therapy, right? So setting that expectation from the client to clinician of what's going on and how much you can handle, self-reflect, see how much you can handle at this point in time. So that way, whatever plan of care is created collaboratively, those goals and those expectations are set from the beginning. So if someone's like super busy and they're like, look, I'm only able to be consistent with like five minutes a day. That's all I can do right now. I said, great. That's five minutes a day. I'm going to give you two, maybe three exercises you can do within those five minutes. And if you can commit to that, fantastic. And I bet you this time next week, you're going to start to feel some symptom relief. And then we can progress those exercises along because you've done it every day that we'll just replace those with another two or three, right? We're not adding, we were replacing. And that way it's a little bit more manageable for them. And then I need to hold myself accountable that that's what I'm going to do as a clinician. So a lot of this is setting expectations from both sides, clinician and client. We want to make sure we are setting off the tone right from day one and that we know the collaborative plan of care. We know the collaborative goals that is client-centered care. And that if we are not the right provider, we make sure we provide a resource that that client can find that right provider that's right for them. Clients, you need to make sure you're not setting unrealistic expectations on the provider. You know, we're human too, right? So we vow to do no harm right? And that is that is our solemn vow and oath, and we will not do that. And I hope all the bad eggs out there, <laughs> but that we are human too, and sometimes we have to trial something, and if there is a result, that is knowledge, right? That is data that we can use. Say, hey, if I tried this one manual technique on somebody and it made the pain better, excellent. I know what I can do next time. I can either do the same thing or maybe go a little bit more. If that same male therapy technique made it worse, okay, don't be upset, right? That was a change. Now I know what I can do opposite because I created change. It wasn't favorable, but we want to make sure we're getting that data, right? And so it's very good to have that feedback as a client. Give me that feedback, whether good, bad, ugly, indifferent, the same, 
Um, I want to know so that way, all right, cool. I can set the expectation of you in a treatment session from the get-go. So when you are leaving the office, you know exactly what you need to do and how you need to do it. So when we see each other again, we're seeing a result, right? And that's huge. And that way it takes also multiple weeks and months to get there. Physical therapy is the long game. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. We also want to know that there is wellness on the other side. We created change. We meet those goals. You're able to get back to do whatever functional activity or getting back to a wellness program you've always wanted to do or get back to. That's awesome. I always educate my folks and let's make sure we're checking in with each other, you know, once a month, once a quarter, once every six months, once a year, depending on the person and what's going on. So that way we are getting ahead of the game and now on the prevention track instead of the rehabilitative track. And that is so huge and important. So kind of wrapping things up here, managing expectations from the client. We're not instant gratifying, guys, okay? And don't be scared if you hear longer timeframes of things. There is research and data to suggest that the human body needs that time to heal and to learn and to meet that goal, clinicians, we need to do a much better job of setting those expectations from day one, walking with our client, collaborating with our client. If there is an exacerbation, we don't freak out or blame that client either. We work together. We put on the detective hat. We figure out what went wrong or what happened um, or whatever the case may be. And you know what? Let's modify something or let's do this again. Or you know what? Let's change gears all together. Okay. So we need to be better as clinicians for that too. So I encourage whether you're a clinician or a client or both listening to this, that you manage your expectations walking into these appointments from day one, from either side of that table. All right. Until next time, guys, see you then. Thank you all so much for listening to North Star Physical Therapy Podcast. Continue to follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Shirley North. Check out my website at www.northstardpt.com. Or I encourage you to email me any other questions about these topics. And it can be featured at a future podcast at snorth at northstardpt.com. Again, thank you all so much. And thank you for letting North Star Physical Therapy be your guiding light to your optimal health.